January 6th, the insurrection, the coup. It almost brought down the government. Why do you hear this all the time? Why is this an endless Democrat talking point? We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to interview Jason Miller. It's going to be a blast coming up on I'm Right. Why are Democrats obsessed with January 6th? Have you stopped and wondered about it? Uh, look, they're obsessed with it. Now, that, that's not arguable. I, I understand this is an opinion show. I'm not a journalist. I have opinions about things. But Democrats are obsessed with January 6th. The, it's endless. The talking points about it, insurrection, coup, the day that almost ended our republic. Ah! They talk about it all the time. Frankly, it's all some of them talk about. They're not even above flat out embarrassing themselves when they talk about it. Have you seen Have you seen the most recent stuff that came out about January 6th? Oh, we have a congressman, Andy Kim. He's from New Jersey. He was wearing a suit, a blue suit that day. He's donating the suit to the Smithsonian. No, it doesn't have blood stains on it or anything because the only person who really bled there was Ashley Babbitt. That's another story entirely, but he's donating a suit? Like like, like it's for a war museum or something? Andy Kim didn't go through anything traumatic that day. Vice News, they came out with maybe the most embarrassing article on multiple levels I've ever seen in my entire life. This is all just recently. Remember, January 6th is like, oh, like six months ago. <laughs> These are just a few of the things that were in the Vice News article about how traumatized reporters are about that day. I, and I want you to keep in mind, as I read through this, as I read through all these, keep in mind, not a single reporter was harmed in any way. Not one. You got that? Now, here we go. This is, <laughs> geez. the title is, reporters who survived the deadly Capitol riot are still struggling. Some won't go back into the building. Several have sought therapy to deal with the trauma. Many still aren't sleeping well. Just a brief pause. Reporters who survived? That's all of them. Anyway, these are just a few of the quotes from the articles. These are real people. These are real people. And not only did they give these quotes to Vice News, they put their names on them. They gave these quotes to Vice News without shame. I can't emphasize that enough because we're going to have a tough conversation about America here in a second. Quote, I'm still not sleeping like I used to, even to this day. It was traumatizing. It's eerily back to normal, but sometimes it feels like one of those horror movies, like the end of Jaws. Everything feels copacetic on the beach, but you wonder if there's anything out there. When I saw his eyes, that was one of the only times I recognized I was scared. And let's remember what happened on January 6th. Yes, J Ashley Babbitt, one of the protesters, was shot. We still don't know how, we, we still don't have confirmation by who she was shot and killed. Other than that, nobody was harmed. It was a bunch of goobers wandering into the Capitol building. One guy had antlers on, as you can see there. Um, we had cops walking beside them. They were sitting in there shooting videos, taking selfies. 
Nobody was armed. Nobody was armed. We have over 40,000 hours of video they still won't release yet. All they're telling us is this is the most violent thing in the world. But before we get back to the antler guy and what actually took place, I do have to just rewind for just a moment this Vice News article. I want to separate January 6th from what I'm about to say really quickly here. There's something weird that has happened in this country. And I don't know when it happened. I don't know how to explain it. But for some reason, being a pathetic, sissified weakling is now something people brag about. Look, there are harder people and there are softer people. I get that. That's based on probably your genes and your upbringing. And I'm not going to psychologize everybody. But in the very least, if you're somebody who's so pillow soft, you're seeking therapy six months after nobody was hurt, you keep that quiet, right? That's a little bit embarrassing. Oh, I'm going to see a therapist. I hope nobody finds out. But for some reason, in America today, people think that's something to brag about. Here's how emotionally fragile I am. I better talk to Vice News. I still can't sleep. Bro, aren't you embarrassed? What does your dad think? when you call him. I, I actually pictured, as I was reading this Vice News article, I actually pictured calling my dad and telling him that I was traumatized by a protest that happened six months ago. And I just pictured the look on his face. And I have to tell you, I laughed hysterically for five minutes. I, I, he'd probably just hang up the phone. He may not talk to me again, actually. <laughs> all, right, all right, back to January 6th. Let's go through this really quickly. It was... Not that big of a deal. I mean, not a great moment, obviously. It's nothing we've ever celebrated on the show. Not a great moment wandering into the Capitol unauthorized, although many of these people clearly felt they were authorized. But it wasn't some dangerous insurrection. It didn't almost bring down the Republic. It wasn't a coup. And yet, because we have completely politicized on behalf of the left our justice system, we have guys like Weird Antler Dude still rotting in federal prison. Six months later, six months later, wanders into the Capitol, the guy's still rotting in federal prison. And let's keep in mind, the only person who was killed that day, one of the protesters, we don't have any information on her or him or whoever pulled the trigger. Although we think it's him at this point in time. Now, why? Why are Democrats so obsessed with this? They talk about it endlessly. You remember Nancy Pelosi just started a commission. Joe Biden has this long statement out there that not even during the Civil War did, did they breach the Capitol. I'm not making that up. He actually said that. There's, it's endless, right? Like this idiot congressman donating his suit, endless articles about it. Why? Well, I'm going to tell you why, and that's the bad news. They're trying to set up a system. They're trying to set up a form of government where you are not a political opponent. You're a domestic terrorist. You're an enemy of the state. That's all this is. Every single time you see a Democrat at any level, you see a journalist at any level, bring up January 6th as if it's some horrible event. We need the FBI. We need a commission. This is the worst day since the Civil War. Don't think for a second that person actually believes that. They're doing this with a purpose. The purpose is they want you to become the enemy of the state 
so they then have the freedom to use the full force of the United States government against you. Yes, they do want to spy on you with the NSA. Yes, they want to spy on you with the CIA. Yes, they want the FBI to get warrants so they can search your home because you have a gun or a MAGA hat or something else. You never know. Was he there on January 6th? Could he do it again? Could he be plotting something right now? This isn't something that just takes place in history. This isn't something that just takes place in other countries. When governments and systems get as corrupted as ours currently is, this is something that ends with people dying, lots of them dying. I'm not trying to be over the top. I'm trying to tell you, open up a history book and find out what happens when the state police join one political party and aim their weapons at the other political party. You know how that ends? That ends with people being dragged out of their homes, men, women, and children, in the middle of the night and never seen again. Uh, Once again, I'm not trying to be over the top. That's the history of the world, and it's happening right now. There's a reason the FBI runs cover for Hillary Clinton. The FBI runs cover for Hunter Biden's laptop, and weird antler guy is still sitting in federal prison. You know what that reason is? The system has completely aligned itself against you already. The only reason they're not being even more overt about it is because we haven't had that kind of system in America. But we do have it today, and as much as it pains me to play anything from that scumbag Vladimir Putin, I want you to listen to what he says, and we're about to have a real uncomfortable talk. If all of your political opponents are dead, in prison, poison, doesn't that send a message that you do not want a fair political fight? On the question of who is murdering whom, um, people rioted and went into the Congress in the U.S. with political demands. And many people were uh, declared as criminals and uh, they are uh, threatened with imprisonment from 20 to 25 years. One of the uh, participants uh, were just shot on the spot and unarmed as well. Okay, Vladimir Putin is a dictator, a murderous, scumbag piece of filth. Let's just be clear about that. But is he wrong? I mean, let's be honest. We point out the horrible things Vladimir Putin does, and he does horrible things. He does. He murders his political opponents or locks them up. They're currently starving one to death right now in Russia, so there's not exactly any defense of Vladimir Putin ever. But is there a defense of us now? Is he wrong? When outsiders look at the United States of America, you know what they see? These, they see anybody on the right, libertarians, nationalists, conservatives, whatever, whatever, wherever you fall on the right. When they look at the right, they see the right as being politically persecuted consistently across the United States of America. Don't believe me? How many examples can I possibly give you of Antifa, Black Lives Matter, looting, causing carnage across the country, DAs just letting them out, no bail, I'll drop the charges, it's fine. How many people on the right 
are thrown in the clink at the drop of a hat by these scumbag communist DAs across America. And we're not even talking about the FBI at the moment. I was just talking locally. Let's not forget the Federal Bureau of Investigation under a Democrat president falsified information so they could get a warrant from the FISA court to spy on their political opponents and people went to jail over that. Only people on the right. Everyone on the left, wow, probation will be just fine. This is real. And this ends really, really, really bad if we can't reel it in. Now, we're going to have one more uncomfortable conversation before I wrap this up. And this is going to hurt you. Well, maybe not you personally. It's going to hurt a lot of people on the right. I understand a lot of people watch this show now. You understand how responsible the politicians and pundits on the right are for this mess, right? See, you may have forgotten, but I haven't forgotten. The politicians and pundits on the right, they generally arrive at the correct position on an issue at the precise moment it doesn't do any meaningful good anymore. I remember coronavirus. I remember people on the right pushing coronavirus panic all over the place. In the wake of George Floyd dying, I remember the majority of the right, I'm talking politicians and pundits, not you, I remember, remember the majority of the right pushing this cops or bunch of racists hunting down black men for sport. And of course, I remember January 6th, I remember that day watching many friends of mine, politicians and pundits on the right, talk about insurrection and coup, a dark day for America. And don't get me wrong, on all three of those things, they've all come back to the correct position now after they finger in the air. Ooh, wind's blowing the other way. Yeah, now that a false narrative has been set and it doesn't do any meaningful good anymore, now you get to the correct position on an issue. We have got to find our guts on the right, and that's what this is. This is a guts problem or a spine problem, or maybe it's even lower than that. We better do better the next time the system tries to set a narrative that demonizes you. All that may have made, uh, made you uncomfortable, but I am right. Now, we have Jason Miller coming up next. He's going to talk about this new Trump lawsuit against Google and Facebook and his new social media site. But first, you don't have to be trapped dipping tobacco or smoking forever. And as someone who did it forever... That's what it always felt like. It felt like I was trapped because, I mean, I enjoyed it. I wanted to quit, but I, I enjoyed it so much I really couldn't. And every, everything I tried to quit didn't work. I tried the stupid gum and the patch and the sunflower seeds, you name it. Nothing worked because nothing gave me that feeling of having a dip in my lip until Jake's Mint Chew came along. Tobacco-free, nicotine-free, sugar-free. They not only have 11 different flavors of long cut, they have four different flavors of the CBD pouches, which is what I use. It's a lot cleaner, and that CBD really takes the edge off. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's your path to freedom from it. You're not trapped. jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE for 10% off. We'll be back. Today, in conjunction with the America First Policy Institute, I'm filing as the lead class representative a major class action lawsuit against.
the big tech giants, including Facebook, Google, and Twitter, as well as their CEOs. There is no better evidence that big tech is out of control than the fact that they banned the sitting president of the United States earlier this year, a ban that continues to this day. If they can do it to me, they can do it to anyone. And in fact, that is exactly what they're doing. They're taking people off who don't even realize they were taken off. They have no idea why they were taken off. Hard to argue with any of that. Joining me now is the CEO of Getter, which we will get to in a moment, a man who doesn't really need an introduction, Jason Miller. Jason, I, I, look, I don't have any complaints. I, I hate Google and all these people. They're, they're clearly against you and I and everyone who thinks like us. But am I missing something? Is there any reason this is a bad thing? No, I think that uh, I was very happy to see what President Trump did today and to see that we finally have someone pushing back against these big tech companies. I mean, just looking at it from someone who is a conservative, who's been upset of seeing President Trump or other allies, uh, look, on the right and the left, quite frankly, who've been deplatformed or kicked off of these various outlets, uh, I think it's absolutely a complete abuse of First Amendment rights, not just to go in and say this particular post can't be on our platform or on our site, but then to go and say that this person is permanently banned uh, and that their First Amendment right no longer is valid for their entire lifetime going forward. And I think that's really what these big tech and the big social media companies have tried to do, not only with President Trump, uh, with a lot of conservatives as well. Jason, why are all these people left wing? I, and look, maybe maybe I just have an old way of thinking. I think it's so odd. These are oftentimes started by young entrepreneurs, these big tech companies. You know, they grind for it. They sound like conservatives to me. And then, boom, they make it. I think about Rockefeller and Vanderbilt and things like that. And yet all these mega powerful billionaires who rose these businesses up from nothing, they're all a bunch of communists. Why? Well, you know, I used to think that the, the Democrat Party really was in control of a lot of these, whether it be the big media or big tech. But now I think it's the other way around, where it's probably big media and big tech that really control the Democratic Party. I think a lot of it is groupthink. Uh, I think that also there's there are just a lot of folks who think that free speech is important as long as they agree with it. But then if they don't agree with it, then you're out of here. We don't want you on our platform, don't want you active. And I think that, look, this, you know, there was an important point that was made during today's press conference where they might be coming after conservatives now, but don't think that at some point in the future, they won't go after the left. It wasn't that long ago we had, I mean, think about the 1960s, all the change with, with free speech that happened in the 60s. And that was largely with folks who viewed themselves as being on the left. Now it's coming after the right. It'll circle back around and it's a slippery slope. Once you start kicking people off and saying they no longer have a voice in our country, uh, that their First Amendment right is no longer valid, then we, you know, it's not that far until you get to uh, what's effectively these fascist regimes. Well, you know what we really need, Jason? We need somebody to set up an alternate social media platform. Do you have any idea? Is there anyone out there doing something like that? Perfect segue. So, you know, this is really the reason why we launched Getter the social media platform that we kicked off on Sunday, which by the way, Jesse, we've already crossed a million users. Uh, so a million folks have gone on, downloaded this, um, signed up with accounts. It's the fastest to a million ever uh, by a social media company. So it's pretty exciting to do that. 
And, you know, this really kind of got going, thinking back to the Hunter Biden, the way that big tech and big media colluded to keep that story quiet. And again, there was nothing false. There was nothing wrong with that. But you had Dorsey, you had Zuckerberg, a number of folks say you can't even share the New York Post story because they wanted to collude effectively to keep President Trump from winning. Then we see President Trump gets deplatformed. We've seen so many other thousands of people do, um, who have been kicked off. So we launch Getter. We're excited. Uh, longer posts, uh, sharper, clearer images, longer videos. You can edit videos within the app. And the really cool thing, you can import in all of your tweets. And so your intellectual property, your videos, uh, your pictures, all the, the articles you've written, things like that will come with you over this new platform. People are loving it. I would just say I have browsed it a little bit myself, and I am not one of these tech guys, Jason. You you can talk about things that are way above my stupid head. I found it easy. You know, I don't, I don't, I, 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 it's easy for me. So if it's easy for me, that means it'll be cake for most of the people out there. All right, setting that aside, what do we do going into the next couple election cycles, with the exception of people just moving together, which obviously I want people to do. Let's let's suck the oxygen out of the left wing sites. How do we get these social media companies under control without you know, sending in the National Guard? I mean, I, I don't want to do that. What, what's, what's the solution? So I think there are a couple of things. Number one, I think that competition is going to help solve a lot of that problem. Uh, I, I very much worry, and look, uh, I'm, I'm frustrated, angry at some of these companies. I do worry about some of these, uh, you know, to be frank, uh, old folks on uh, Capitol Hill who wouldn't know the difference between a, uh, a tweet and a truck. Um, going into trying to regulate free speech. I do worry that they could find a way to screw it up. I mean, to be quite frank, they haven't used their voice to defend ours at all. And I, I worry about unintended consequences of, I mean, look at the the fact that this was a 1996 legislation is what we're currently living under right now before any of these social media platforms even existed. So I, I do very much, anytime we're looking to government to solve a problem, I think that that can be, you know, we can get in trouble real fast on this. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where President Trump's lawsuit goes because the courts have been pushing back on the limitations to free speech and also pushing back on big tech and big media. So I'm going to be watching this one real close. Jason, switching gears here, setting obviously President Trump aside, because I think if he runs, he obviously is probably going to walk to the nomination. Setting Trump aside, handicap the field for me or potential field. I understand nobody's running yet, but it's not a mystery that Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Christy Noem and others are running. What's that field look like without Trump in it? Boy, if you look at the polling right now, so there are two questions here. One is kind of where the, the state of play is. It shows that Ron DeSantis is really the governor of Florida, really in the poll position in a field that does not include President Trump at the moment. Um, and it shows that Vice President Pence is, is near him, but DeSantis is uh, clearly in there. You know, some things that could shake it up if you were to go and get, say, a, a Don Jr. jump in there. Again, I'm not suggesting that uh, Don has told me anything uh, of the sort, but he would obviously be a major player in this. But the real thing is until candidates get out there, on the trail, they start getting punched and people start realizing how they can take a punch and respond. Uh, until you see that, it's all kind of, uh, you know, it's all, uh, this this horse, right, horse race handicapping um, is a little bit hard to do, but uh, I tell you, Governor DeSantis is having a moment uh, over this past year with his excellent job that he's done with COVID recovery and standing up for freedom. Uh, so I'd say he's kind of in class by himself at the moment. I'll tell you, I'll just freely admit to everybody, I've privately told Don Jr. several times that I think he should run. Frankly, I think he's even more politically capable than his father. Why shouldn't he run? 
Hey, you know what? He's got a great beard. Uh, so, you know, he's part of the, you know, the, 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 the club here, you know, I mean, get some facial air uh, back in the White House. But look, I, I think having spent a lot of time with um, with Don Jr., uh, I'm a huge fan. I think he has a great voice. I think he's a strong leader for the conservative movement. Uh, so I'm a big fan. I would love it if he jumped in and ran. But uh, hey, right now he's saying he doesn't uh, see any scenario where that happens. But, you know, it's a long ways until the filing deadline in Iowa. Uh, you never know. Jason Miller, thank you so much. The website again, give it out for everybody. Tell them why they should join. Getter.com, G-E-T-T-R.com, hottest new social media uh, platform that's out there. Uh, come and give it a whirl. And we think that you're going to see some really cool names on there. Uh, folks like Secretary Pompeo, Secretary Ben Carson. Uh, we have Dinesh D'Souza, a whole bunch of conservatives that are on there and very active. It's fun. Come check it out. Thank you so much. Jason Miller, everybody. All right. Most people don't even know what home title theft is. But if you own a home, you need to pay attention. Your home title's online. These crooks, they're online. They're looking for it. They're going to steal it, and this is what they're going to do with it. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's, it's in my name, or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that, that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. And that's why home title theft is so damaging, because the crooks are long gone with the cash by the time you figure out anything has happened, and by then, it's often too late. People are getting evicted. People are having to spend tens of thousands of dollars on lawyers to get this stuff undone. Why don't you just go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and sign up and protect yourself? HomeTitleLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code RADIO, and I'll get you 30 days for free. We'll be back. The House Judiciary Committee, do you know about it? Are you aware? You should be, because it might be the most, most important committee in the House of Representatives. And as you know, I can be a bit hard on Republican congressmen and senators. We actually have a good one tonight, Representative Andy Biggs from Arizona. Congressman, one, thanks for not being total trash like lots of our party is. And two, thanks for taking on big tech. Tell me this list of things you're doing to try to take on big tech to keep them from freezing us out of the society. Well, the, the most important one is to try to attack them. I think there, there are things you need to do. First of all, I think we need to attack them on the uh, antitrust side. I think that is the most effective because uh, they they engage constantly in anti-competitive practices. And I think that's the easiest case to make, the easiest to enforce. And so um, I worked with some of my colleagues uh, a couple of weeks ago trying to, to see if we get get something done on the antitrust side. The other thing that, that we're doing in there is the Section 230, which is the uh, uh, Citizens Decency Act, part of, of, of the regulatory environment. What that does is that allows, they're provided an exemption. These places are provided an exemption if they're a platform, right? So they can't be sued, they can't be held liable. And the idea was they're a marketplace, they're the public square, and so 
So we're going to let them uh, grow and we're going to give them immunity from liability. Whenever you give uh, entities or individuals immunity, they will abuse it. And they have abused this mercilessly. And so um, we need to attack that as well. And, and those are the two big areas. And those are huge areas. They're complex and they require a lot of work. And, um, you know, uh, we get we get some bipartisan support, some things we don't. But those are the two big areas that we have to attack them on and specifically certain certain uh, technical pieces of language in Section 230 in and of itself will be helpful, but also antitrust, those two areas. Are you getting enough bipartisan support to actually do something about it? Because I'll be honest, I've been surprised. Even radicals like Elizabeth Warren in the Senate have been very vocal attacking social media. Are you, do you think you're getting enough bipartisan support to actually get something done with teeth? Um, I think there's bipartisan support to do something. It, the problem for me is it's, it's not really getting there. It's going to actually give the FTC more control. And the last thing you want is, the, is more bureaucratic control. What, uh, what uh, Rep. Bishop from uh, North Carolina and, and then I was helping him on this amendment, we're trying to get done is say, look, if, if, there, if there's a violation of antitrust law, uh, and, and we give some presumptions of what those look like, you go right into court, uh, the DOJ can go right into court and actually enforce antitrust law. But the way that my colleagues across the aisle did it, it there, was, there was a lot of uh, bureaucratic authority given to FTC, and the FTC, uh, certainly under the current uh, leadership, is not going to be an honest broker anyway, and they would love to see uh, conservatives censored even more. We don't want that. What I want is... If you find that there's antitrust behavior, then then you break them up. I mean, even I look back to the the case when AT&T was broken up, and and uh, even Judge Bork uh, wrote a paper in support of the breakup of AT&T because of their anti-competitive nature and the barriers to entry that were that were aligned there. Now I'm making that very simple because it's a complex area, but but that he supported that, and so. We, we get the Democrats to say they want to do something like that, but before they get there, they make you jump through a million hoops and give the bureaucracy control. And I am much more amenable to saying, it, DOJ, if, you, if there's this and that, take it into court. And, and if the court makes that finding, it can break it up. Why are you penning letters to the DHS secretary? What's going on there? Uh, Secretary Mayorkas has basically said that ICE cannot enforce the law. So ICE's purpose is to get people who are illegally in the country and get them out of the country, arrest them and move them on. Mayorkas doesn't want to do that. So so he's basically put a, 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 a cap on what they can do. And and the, the, uh, uh, the amount will be their ability to arrest will be reduced by over 50%. So... Think of it. You got criminal illegal aliens now, and 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 those are that's a very technical term. But you've got people who've committed crimes that might have an order to be removed. And Mayorkas is saying we're not going to do that. In fact, Mayorkas' position is not only will we make uh, illegal entry more humane, we're going to get people that we've already removed from this country. We're going to go find them and bring them back in to the country. Um, we may have just simply denied the entry. We may have said you have to stay out under remain in Mexico. We, you, we may have said under Title 42 you have to stay out of the country. We're going to find those people, bring them back in, parole them into the United States until they can get full amounts of due process. And as you and I both know, 
when you bring somebody illegally into the country and you basically turn them loose, they're not going to come back for a court date. That, that, that just doesn't happen. So Mayorkas is undermining uh, the rule of law in the United States of America. He should be removed. I've said this for months, uh, but but now we need at least uh, give, give us some more information on on the uh, suppression of, of law enforcement that you're undertaking right now. Congressman, this situation, especially with the illegal immigration situation, uh, the, the, the most emails I get say it seems so hopeless. You have an administration who won't enforce anything. The people who are in charge of enforcing everything, like Mayorkas, they are actively trying to avoid enforcing anything. And the average citizen, maybe their communities being overrun by illegal Im immigrants, they feel helpless and angry. And what can people do? Well, what has to happen is um, we have to keep filing lawsuits. Lawsuits have to be fi filed to reinstate Trump policies. I mean, because Trump had we had we had operational control. That's what the left did. Remember, every time that he engaged a policy that would slow down illegal immigration, um, the left filed not one but multiple lawsuits. They would go, they'd get a uh, in a district court in in California in, in the Ninth Circuit. And they would issue a, a, a nationwide injunction. That's what we need to be doing. And so you're seeing that. So thank goodness for uh, Attorney General Paxton in Texas. He's done. He's led the way. Several others attorneys general have done the same. But we need uh, some of our uh, 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 special interest law firms on the right to be litigating this stuff because you cannot put us in harm's way uh, and not enforce the law. Uh, uh, picking and choosing, and courts would would I think side with us if we can get into court, and and we're seeing some of that, but it, it's taken a while. Do we have enough special interest law firms on the right, and are they funded enough? Because I know the left has about a million of those staggone things doing every scummy thing you could possibly do. Are, are, do we have the arms on our side? We don't. We are underfunded. We are and we are understaffed. Uh, and that is our that's one of our, our many problems. Uh, the the left, let's just Jesse, let's just face it. The left is put into to, to practice uh, uh, play an infrastructure designed and built to go around a, a legislative process and to uh, basically avail themselves of left wing left leaning ju judges. They've done this for uh, multiple generations. We have had special interest law firms uh, that have been reactive. Uh, on, 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 excuse me, on, on environmental issues. So we've done, we've, we've fought back on that. So we've, 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 we're, we're moving in the right direction on that. We've done it on, on other civil liberties, but on illegal immigration, we had, we simply don't have it. Uh, and part of it is we're fighting an establishment, whether it be the businesses that like cheap labor, uh, the businesses who want to bring in um, uh, uh, workers to replace uh, uh, more highly skilled, uh, highly uh, salaried U.S. workers, they are going to undermine. They might typically uh, give money to uh, a, a conservative special interest law firm. We don't see that. So we're underfunded there. And, uh, I, and just, you know, I, it, just to give you some raw numbers, today, the numbers out in the Tucson sector alone, known getaways this year, Known getaways, 90,000, 90,000. And that's what we know about. And that's just coming through the Tucson sector. These are the worst of the worst. We know what's happening in, in McAllen and Rio Grande Valley, 
That's that's still three, three to four thousand people a day coming in. They're surrendering their family units, unaccompanied minors. But when you get people to, and I and I was looking at video today uh, of a rancher, and I can tell you what he's what he's got on his cameras. He's got people coming. There, these are men. These are young men, uh, ages probably seventeen to thirty. They're all dressed in camo. They're all carrying backpacks. These are the worst of the worst. These are the ones that don't want to get caught. And these are the ones that aren't going to be caught. And they're not even going to be known because we don't have resources there. This is a rancher who's taking pictures of them. So um, we need we need to have these special interest law firms, but we also need to make aware. So you do have some moderate Democrats. Henry Quare comes to mind, who understands the ramifications but i will just tell you a few years from now if we don't bring this under control it will be uh, the families that 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 we've let loose they're going to be in the millions that'll be a problem for sure but if yeah, if we're letting yeah, in if we're letting in these young men um who are uh, they're basically operatives of the cartels and they're coming in uh, we don't know who they are where they're going they will be the biggest problem going forward because they will expand the reach of the cartel further into the United States of America. Representative Andy Biggs, thank you so much for what you're doing, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Listen to me. It rains a lot now. And it's sunny, and then it rains a lot, and it's sunny, and then it rains a lot. You know what that creates? Mildew, fungus, mold. You always have bacteria around. You always have viruses around. You always have smells around. You know that there's something you can do about all that. It's called an Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It uses sonic technology. It's an air purifier. It uses sonic technology that basically cleans your air continuously like nature does after a thunderstorm. Mark my words. I own three of these things. Mark my words. You will smell the difference in your home when you get one of these or three of these like I have. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and get one. Get three. Make sure you use the promo code TV and save yourself some money. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code TV. We still have a lot more show for you today. We'll be back. Special focus on five ways to make gains in getting those of you who are unvaccinated, vaccinated. Because here's the deal. We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring to rapidly vaccinate those eager to get their first shot and their second shot for that matter, if they needed a second. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. I'm sorry? Did, did he just say door to door? They're seriously going to go knock on doors and check in? Have you been vaccinated yet? What about your kids? I see little Timmy back there. Is, is, that what we're, is that what we're doing now? How weird has this whole coronavirus thing done, been from beginning to end? I know you've been watching the show from beginning to end. The whole thing has been eerie. That's a great way to describe it. The whole thing has been eerie. Beginning, we're not going door to door. Let me ask you something, because I did a little experiment yesterday. Let me ask you something. How many places have you seen advertisements in your town, city, wherever you live for the vaccine? 
I did an experiment yesterday. I drive 30 minutes from my home to the studio to come entertain the masses, of course. Nine. Nine times one way. Nine times on the way to work, I saw the words vaccine on a billboard, on a blinking sign. Come get the vaccine here. Free vaccines here. Rushed vaccines here. What I'm trying to say is if you're somebody who wants to get vaccinated for coronavirus, by now, you've been vaccinated. You're very, very aware of where the vaccines are. You're very aware of how to get them. The problem is not awareness now. The problem is... Well, at least in the Biden administration's eyes, the problem is a lot of people don't want them. And you know what? That's okay. If you want to get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. That's okay, too. It's your body, not my body. I don't care. If I don't want to get the vaccine and I'm not getting it, don't get it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. Don't allow them to do what they're trying to do right now because they're trying two different tactics. They know. They know the vaccine saturation. They're well aware you know how to get one, but they're trying two different things. One, they're trying to shame you into it. That's what this is. We're going to go door to door. You know, when someone asks you something face to face, it could be, be hard to say no. That's what this is. They're going to try to shame you into it. Don't you care about grandma? I don't know. we got a vaccine jab right here in the van. Come on, get in the van, kids. We'll give you a little jab in the arm. One, they're going to try to shame you. Two, and Democrats love doing this. Listen to Jen Psaki. See if you can pick up on the second tactic. If the number of cases continues to trend upward, are there any circumstances under which the White House would reimpose some of those restrictions um, as cases tick up? Or would that be up to the states? Well, states are going to have to make evaluations and local communities are going to have to make evaluations about what's in their interests. And as you know, there are much higher rates of vaccinations in some parts of the country over others. And we certainly support their decisions to implement any measures that they think will help their community safe. You catch it? They're going to try to scare you. Two things now. That's what they're doing. They're trying to shame you and they're trying to scare you. Look, we'll come door to door. I mean, have you been vaccinated? We'll vaccinate you, no problem. And hey, I don't want to say anything, but I mean, if you don't get vaccinated, you might have to go on lockdown again. Did you, did you enjoy 15 days to slow the spread, which turned into a year and a half to slow the spread? Did you enjoy that? Losing all those small businesses, restaurants shutting down, massive, massive debt. Did you enjoy that? Look, I'd hate to do that again to you. I mean, you could get vaccinated and then we don't have to do that again. You see that? The shame, the scare, don't fall for it. It's your body. If you feel like going to get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. If you feel extremely untrusting of the system at this point in time, and you don't feel like you're in particular risk from coronavirus, and guess what? Not everybody's at risk for it. We have the data now. Then don't get vaccinated. But don't you dare, don't you dare let these people shame you into it or scare you into it. If you don't want it, don't get it. Now, how are your shoes? How much money did you spend on your shoes? No, don't write the show and tell me. If you're walking around with cheap shoes, 
but can afford better shoes, I would say you're dead wrong. Why? Because shoes are one of those things like tires and holsters. You go spend the money on quality because if they fail you, you're in deep, deep, deep trouble. Your holster is not an accessory. It's not a pocket. It's not a pouch. It's not a purse. It actually has to perform. Or I should say it has to make sure it doesn't fail when you need it most. Holsters fail all the time. Stop with the big box store junk. Go get a custom American-made holster, but custom holster from Northwest Retention Systems. This is the highest quality gear I've ever touched in my life, and I've had a lot of gear. I won't carry anything that's not carried in Northwest Retention Systems now. Go to nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE at checkout for 10% off. All right, we got a lot more to go. We have lightened the mood now, and you're going to laugh. We'll be right back. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. That's enough heavy stuff for tonight. And you may be different than me. In fact, you probably should be different than me. But there's something about people hurting themselves, not seriously, something about people hurting themselves that makes me laugh. It's because I'm a bad person. I watched this like 10 times today and I still can't stop laughing. <laughs> That's just good fun. I hope they're okay. All right, I'll see you in a moment. 